You're listening to Living Free and Fulfilled. I'm Katie Bach, your host, a Gemini, yogi, intuitive spiritual guide who believes in the magic and the power, the wisdom that lives inside of you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am on a mission to empower you to create a life that feels good for you, a life where you can live it your way. Tune in each week to hear from me, to meet new people as they are interviewed, as we share together tips, tools, practices, experiences that have guided us to create a life that feels good so that we can support you on your journey to live a life aligned with your soul as you plug back into yourself rediscover your power, your inner wisdom, and the magic that truly flows throughout you. Are you ready to live free and fulfilled? A new episode starts now. Hey there, listener, and welcome back to the podcast. It is Katie here, and I am joined with Kristen Wilson. Welcome, Kristen. Well, thank you. Hello, friends. Nice to be here. Today, we are going to talk about three practices to integrate grace and acceptance into your life. And this has really been a common theme for Kristen and for myself in life, kind of practicing grace and acceptance. And this is one of those things that most of us know we need to practice acceptance and grace, and we know that it's important. And we get hung up on this, but how? How do I do it? How do I practice acceptance when I have that inner judge coming out, right, in my head and that that inner critic kind of throwing judgments? How do I practice acceptance? How do I practice grace? And so we're going to talk about that today. It's also Virgo season right now. And so in Virgo season, the biggest challenge is judgment. The energy of judgment kind of comes through this time of year, but the highest vibration is acceptance. So this is really a time to kind of hone in on you know, the practices, the routines, the systems that support you in practicing acceptance for yourself and practicing grace, giving yourself grace. So it is a conversation that could not have come at a better time. And even if you're listening to the podcast and we're not in Virgo season anymore, judgment is one of our biggest struggles in life as human beings. So let's dive into it, right? Let's just dive into it. How are you feeling about grace right now, Kristen? Uh, feeling lately like I need a lot of it. <laughs> and uh, it's been a little bit of a challenge to give it to myself and honestly to give it to anyone else. But I know that I, like like anything else, I need to learn how to give it to myself first before I can start doling it out to other people. So I, that's been something I've really been focused on over the last couple of weeks. I've had some situations in my life that have kind of led me down that rabbit hole of judgment, judgment of other people, um, judgment of myself. You know, I've had to really take a step back and start to find ways and practice old ways that I sort of buried for a while and forgot about that helped me cultivate more grace. And it's, it's a challenge for everyone, I think, because I think for most of us, being forgiving and merciful and gentle with ourselves, which is really what grace is all about, does not come naturally sad but but that's real and i think like anything else it takes practice and it takes conscious intention and choice to rediscover that and tap into that so i'm excited to kind of talk about what's been working for me what's been working for you and hopefully help everyone especially during this virgo season when the judgment is really amped up 
um, you know, finding a way to be more forgiving with ourselves and therefore more forgiving with others. I love that. And I love that you brought forgiveness into that because it's such an essential piece to giving yourself grace and kind of that acceptance. And um, to that, you know, forgiveness is not about forgetting the action or forgetting forgiveness is actually a practice to free your heart. Yes, I love that. Yep. It frees up your energy. It frees you up from resentment and grief and, and self-doubt and those types of emotions. And so forgiveness is a great, great practice to bring into this element of grace. And like Kristen said, I've also been kind of having to give myself grace. I have this inner saboteur that likes to be quite judgmental, you know, and tell me, well, Katie, you're taking backward steps or Katie, you are supposed to be doing this. Why aren't you doing this? Why are you just like binge watching Netflix right now? You know, and I've really had to create the space for myself to rewrite the stories of judgment that are coming up to kind of talk down that inner saboteur and say, look, I hear you, but this right now, this is what I need. And a lot of times too, when that saboteur comes up, that inner critic, whatever you want to call it, we sometimes confuse it with our intuition. We think it's our intuition saying we are supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be doing this. You need to do this. And it's not, it's not. Your intuition is always very gentle, but these kind of this idea of giving yourself grace and practicing acceptance will actually open you up to be able to really hear what your intuition is saying. Because most likely your intuition is saying, rest, take a pause, give yourself space. And it's that inner critic, that saboteur that's like, no, no, you can't. Don't do that. You can't do that. Right? Yeah. I love how you put that. That's such a great way to distinguish intuition from ego. Because I think that's a, you know, that's a, obviously a whole other topic in and of itself. But I think that's a great way to help people. If if the message you're hearing inside is forceful and not gentle, it's probably not your intuition. <laughs> um, not to say that your intuition doesn't have a way of kicking you in the you know what when you need it, but it doesn't. It will not do it in a way that comes from fear or judgment or force. You know, it'll usually be done in a very gentle, loving kind of a way. So I really like that just as an aside. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, and it's true. It, your intuition will always be gentle. It will gently sneak in and your body will get tired and tired and tighter until yep, you have no other choice, but to rest. Cause you didn't listen. Yes. You know, it will gently come in moment by moment and it gives you no apparent reason. <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, back to grace. We are going to share three practices that kind of support bringing this grace and acceptance into your life. Because I know personally, and I'm sure Kristen could attest to this as well, knowing that you need to give yourself grace, knowing that it's time to practice acceptance and actually doing it are two separate things. And there can sometimes really be a barrier between the knowing that it's something that you need right now and actually doing it which really just kicks that judgment in again and often makes it even harder to practice grace and acceptance. So these three practices are kind of like, you could take it a step by step, you could take them individually, um, but just ways to kind of 
integrate that grace and acceptance into your life. So Kristen, do you want to share the first practice? Well, yeah, and I'm probably not going to go in any particular order, but since you talked about just in the last couple of thoughts that you had sort of giving yourself permission and kind of getting to the point where, okay, I'm worthy of grace, because I think that's the first step. So I'm going to start with the suggestion to get better at permitting yourself the grace. And what I do is the best friend test. (laughs) Um, You know, grace stems from self-love, yet sometimes we need to tap into our own self-love by kind of looking at how we would treat our favorite people in our circle. You know, I mean, a lot of times we say, you need to learn how to love yourself before you can love others. But actually, I think it goes both ways. And I think we need to look at how we love others also, and then be able to turn that same love and acceptance into ourselves and to our soul. So whenever I'm struggling with allowing something into my life or giving myself support or compassion or forgiveness, I will say, okay, well, what if I was talking about my best friend, you know, in this situation at this time and place, what would I advise? What would I give them? What would I do for them? What would I accept? Would I be judgmental? No, your best friend, you're not doing that with them. You're going to say, oh, it's okay. Look at where you are. Look at all these things that you're struggling with. Of course, you you should give yourself space for for grace, you know? Um, So I always try to think of if I was talking to and counseling my best friend right now in this moment, based on everything I'm working through, what would I suggest that they do for themselves? And once I have those answers, then it's a matter of, okay, well, then that's what I need to do for me. And I'm worthy of the same things. And quite honestly, the whole idea is to be your own best friend anyway. And we do have that power and we do have that choice. That's where that recognition in the word real comes. Like we always have the power and the choice to be whoever we need to be for ourselves and give whatever we need to ourselves. It's just a matter of remembering that. So I kind of feel like the best friend test, you know, or you can make it the parent test or the child test, whoever just means that much to you that you have the most compassion for. And it, and it kind of guides you on what you need to do for yourself. Has that worked for you in the past? I know you've probably done similar strategies. Well, I mean, yes, absolutely. And I think it's just such a great way to kind of tap into your ability to have empathy for yourself, to give yourself grace, to practice that acceptance. Because like you said, we have to love ourselves before we can love, give love to other people. But it does go both ways because you you are your own worst inner critic. You are your own worst critic, right? You are the hardest on yourself. And so the way you treat the people that you care about, that you love, you give them grace. You give them more acceptance and more grace than you do to yourself. And so it's such a great practice to say, well, hey, if so-and-so is in this situation, what would I tell them? And then practicing telling yourself that and giving yourself the permission that, you know, wow, I'm really walking through this. You know, I can give myself some grace because also when we're in this space of judgment, we don't often like really look at the bigger picture. Yes. We're, we're stuck in that, that inner voice, right? That's in our head that's judging and judging and judging and, and being mm-hmm. so harsh to ourselves 
But when you talk to your best friend or your parent or a child or whoever it is, you actually give them space to lay it out, right? You're like outside of the situation. So you can see the full picture and you can, you know, encourage them to have grace and acceptance for themselves. And so when you take yourself out and you say, well, what would I tell my best friend in this situation? You actually put yourself in the shoes of the observer. Yes, absolutely. The objective observer with much bigger, wide perspective. Yeah, exactly. And, and believe it or not, you, you actually create space for yourself to be with what you're processing when you do that, when you become that observer. So such a powerful practice. Absolutely. Um, I totally think this is definitely one that to support you in giving yourself permission. Absolutely. And once you get to the point where you're kind of taking a pause to do that, and deciding, you know, making that choice that, okay, I know grace is needed here. So I've done my best friend test. Now I'm ready. You know, I have some responses. I have some ideas in mind now that I've taken this objective standpoint of things that I can do. Now we need to make space for it. And I like to symbolize it. So I symbolize everything. Anything that I'm trying to pull in that's sort of a mental or emotional or invisible sort of concept or energy or life quality, I try to make real by doing something tangible in my physical, practical world. You know, like right now I'm trying to live more in the gray zone and be less black and white. So yesterday I went to do my nails. I got gray. I love it. (laughs) Every time I look at my fingers, I'm like, gray, gray zone, stay in the gray zone. So this is what I'm talking about. Symbolize it. So this can, you know, across the board be with, with any topic that we talk about in this con in this podcast, but when it comes to grace, you know, you're opening up space for this. So we, we need to invite it in. So we need to cleanse and clear our spaces in order to make room for the grace, make room for the forgiveness, make room for the compassion. And so what I've been doing is cleaning and clearing some physical spaces, you know, and I think it's a great way to say to the universe, okay, I'm cleaning things up around here, like physically clearing out drawers and closets and cleaning things and really just taking my physical practical space that I roam around in and readying it, preparing it, making the way for the grace that I intend to bring in with some of these ideas that I've come up with when I did the best friend test. And not only is it sort of a magical analogy that you're creating when you do that, but you're also in a practical sense, when you clean things up and simplify your world, and get everything kind of organized and cleansed, you free up your time and your energy to actually devote to the things that you will come up with that you will find will give you the grace. So you won't have this guilt hanging over your head of, oh, but I need to do this and I need to do that and all these things that need to be done. And You know, you you sort of clear the palate and clean the slate, which mentally and emotionally prepares you for the work to be done to pull that grace in. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And you, doing those things like that's you, you know, you're kind of talking about in your physical space, clearing the physical spaces, right? And then getting your nails painted the gray, right? As a reminder, <laughs> which is such right. a great way to symbolize it because you see your nails every day. And it's such a great way to say, I'm going to, I'm going to be in the gray today, right? I'm going to try my best to be in the gray today. And so 
you know, kind of something I did and it wasn't about grace. It was more about self-worth and being Mm -hmm. enough, but I actually created a wallpaper for my phone with a mantra so that every time I open my phone, I see that mantra and I remind myself, right? So that was like my way of symbolizing it. So that's something you can do for grace too. Like does a specific flower or a butterfly or something remind you of grace and acceptance you know, have that picture on your phone or create a mantra on your phone or how can you symbolize your intentions around giving yourself grace and, and give and practicing acceptance because by symbolizing it in that way and having something that you see consistently, you're reminding yourself, this is my intention. This is what I'm calling in. This is what I'm creating space for. And so then it will actually inspire you to take the action to create that space, like Kristen's saying, in your physical spaces, kind of clearing out and, and, and organizing. I mean, part of our judgments and part of, you know, not being able to give ourselves grace is because we're so cluttered with everything all the time. Yes. You know, we're so cluttered with our spaces, with our life, we're, we're constantly giving out energy, our calendars are packed, we spend so much time doing and doing and doing. And part of that's because the world says that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to be yep. going and doing and, and all these things. Um, and so by symbolizing really what grace means to you, what acceptance means to you and putting it in that kind of symbol, if it's painting your nails gray, if it's creating a wallpaper, having a picture, it really is going to inspire you to create that space in your life to really welcome in grace and invite it in, like Kristen is saying. Absolutely. Yes. And the symbols that you surround yourself with, you know, putting them in places where you roam routinely, it's, it's so powerful because, you know, one of the cards I picked when I was thinking about this concept was practice. One of the angel cards was practice. And it kind of reminded you that you, know, you need constant repetition and exposure for something to really be absorbed. I mean, it takes about a month, I guess, statistically, when, when you look at the science of it, 30 to 40 days of repetition. But if everywhere you look, you know, your phone, your computer, your the rooms that you roam in, your desk, your bedroom, your bedside table, if everywhere you go, you have symbols of this, and then you've created your space to be a, you know, kind of broader symbol of creating space for these things that you want to pull in, then, you know, you're, pra- you're constantly practicing. And again, you are telling the universe, I am ready for this. I want this. And the universe will deliver. It, it will hear you and see your actions reflecting your intentions. And it will deliver. It will. And I just want to say to that, I was a person who used to be like, uh, the universe will deliver. Right. <laughs> Whatever you say. Like, I mean, literally, that was my inner thought process. Like that, that voice and everything like that. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> And I totally get it, you know, listener, if you feel that, if you hear that, because I felt that. Mm-hmm. And when I started creating the space to actually receive, by doing these types of things that we're talking about right now, by creating that symbolism, what is it that I'm actually calling in? What is it that I'm actually asking for, needing, you know, requesting? and what represents that for me kind of taking those steps to really 
bring it in, like Kristen said, repeating that over and over and over again to create those pathways in your brain, those habits, those routines and those rituals. It's all about repetition and creating the systems that support what it is you're calling in. And like, it doesn't always show up how you think it will. And it rarely does. <laughs> it, 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 it really yeah. like sometimes it doesn't show up how you want it to or how you think it will. And sometimes you're kind of like, ah. <laughs> but it does show up and it shows up in big ways. And um, really, really, I, you know, just think that really recently, like Kristen and I are saying, this whole kind of idea of grace has really come into play. And really, um, I, you know, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a people pleaser. I'm like, a, oh, I got to do it. I'm going to work until like I literally fall to the ground and I can't work anymore because I am that people pleaser and that perfectionist. And it's, it is my trauma and my adaptations to life experiences that I am like that. And so to give grace, to stop and rest, is really difficult. Even in the moments when I fall to the ground and there's like nothing for me to do, I like have no choice but to rest. I still have that judgment come in and struggle with giving myself grace. And as I have been starting to integrate this into my life in the past, you know, year in big, big ways, I can really see how the universe has provided. And and like I said, it doesn't always show up in the ways you think it will. Yeah. But I will say that voice that was like, uh-huh, right, whatever, it doesn't come up anymore. Because mm -hmm. I have experienced as I do these kind of things, like symbolize it, as I actually welcome in this grace and I create this space for myself, how much is actually being received and, and really miraculously brought into the path. We've seen the evidence. And sometimes it takes hindsight to be able to look back and connect those dots. But once you do, and once you've seen that it's very real and possible, it is easier to take the leap again and again and again. And it is a leap. And you're right. It's a leap of faith. And it can sound like a lot of new age BS when, when terms like that pop up. Oh, the universe has your back and manifestation and all these terms that we throw around. But you know, I, I'd be willing to bet that our listeners, if they're listening and participating in this conversation, you know, they're, they're willing to take that leap, which is, that's all you need. That's all you need. Um, and the universe will be listening. So yeah, you've got your best friend test accomplished. Check that off the list. You've got your symbols surrounding you. You've cleared your space. You're inviting grace and forgiveness into your life. So what do you do next? Our third suggestion integrate what I like to call grace periods. Now, most of us, when you hear the word grace period, at least for me, and this might be a generational thing, you think about like bill paying bills and like, you know, sometimes people will give you grace periods if you're struggling to pay something on time, you know, or grace periods with deadlines if you have a job where you have to submit certain things, you know, so it's sort of like, okay, we're, we're, have, we're taking, we're having mercy and giving you an extended period of time. And it's kind of kind of like that, regardless of the area of life. It's really, um, it's not taking pity. It's it's showing mercy and and kind of allowing someone to take a pause and take the time that they need. And I, it was interesting because I was reading something this morning in, in a uh, 
book called Sunrise Gratitude that I read. And the entry this morning talks about when grapes ripen, they go through a process called veraison, French term. And it's, it's really about the berries turning from green to purple. And I was thinking, okay, well, grapes have veraison, you know, butterflies have metamorphosis. These are periods of time between, you know, transitions and, but grapes and butterflies go through one gigantic transition. We go through transitions every single day, every single week, every month, every year. So it's a repetitive process for us. There's not just one big transition. So that's why grace periods, regular routine grace periods, I think are really crucial to implement into your routine. Um, and not as a crisis intervention tool. You know, we kind of have to blueprint what these look like for ourselves and they're very unique to each individual, you know, so that when we do have really tough times, we can pull from that immediately and know that we already have the space created and we already do this for ourselves. Um, and it's really about creating a space and time to be gentle with yourself and give yourself what you need. Maybe it includes rest. Maybe it includes play. Maybe it includes sitting on the couch and binging Netflix. It doesn't have to be ceremonious. One day it could be lighting a candle and reading something, you know, very deep and meaningful and journaling. But another day it could mean watching your favorite movie and, you know, dancing around your living room by yourself to your favorite song and screaming it to the rooftops. I mean, grace looks different on different days to different individuals. Um, but it's really about making sure you have these grace periods. And I want to be clear. And I, I saw a post by a friend of ours, Kim. Sullivan, who I think has been a guest on your podcast in the past, and it was comparing grace to excuses. So we're not talking about making space to give yourself excuses, and we're not talking about making a place to get stuck and hide. We're talking about a period of time. You know, these are just pauses that you allow to give yourself that love and support and compassion and gentle TLC regularly. Um, because I think when we're able to do that, we avoid, you know, the, the little doses of grace allow us to avoid really big drops, really big, you know, face plants. And, and they're going to happen regardless. But I think that they minimize the depth of the falls and the length of time that we maybe have our dips. So I think just taking some time to think about what were those responses you came up with when you did the best friend test? What kind of advice would you give your friend? And then, you know, what kinds of things make you feel loved and forgiven and at peace and at ease and trying to find some ways to integrate that into your regular routine, whether it's daily or weekly, just making the time for you. Absolutely. And it's so essential, like you said, to do this even when you're not in those moments of high judgment, even when you're not in those moments of high stress, like to make it part of your routine. If you want to make it part of your weekly routine or your daily routine or whatever, the more you do it, the more comfortable your brain, your body, your ego is going to be with it, which means you will likely choose grace before you choose judgment. And that's why you want to use it even when you're feeling fine, even when the judgment isn't high, because you're actually training yourself. You're putting the system in place so that when you are triggered and when you jump into that judgment, you already have the tool 
activated inside of you to use it in those moments and you don't have to think about it so much. It's just kind of starts to unfold naturally. And so a great way to do this is like, if you know, you're feeling like, Oh, how am I going to integrate another thing into my routine, (laughs) into my life? I have been really strongly talking about the two minute pause lately Mm -hmm. because I think it's so, so essential So if you can take two minutes out of your day to just give yourself some grace, whatever that looks like, if that means breathing, if it means listening to your favorite song, if whatever it is, just two minutes a day to kind of give yourself this period of grace, then you are creating that system inside of you already. I love that. and, And I think too, when you are in those spaces of judgment, For me, a great way to practice a period of grace in those judgments is to actually sit at the table with them, to to sit at the table and kind of step into that observer space and say, hey, I hear you. I hear this. This is this is the full picture, right? Like re outlining it and rewriting the story around the judgment to kind of say this is the full picture. Right. And I'm choosing grace. And it's not always easy and simple to just say that. You got to do it over and over again sometimes and really kind of keep up the practice. But over time, it builds that grace in your system. And it starts to be the natural response to judgment when it's coming up. And so really, really a great practice to integrate grace periods into your routine. And a caveat with the grace periods, and maybe I'm just speaking more to myself because I'm a Gemini and tend to live in my head more than I do in my body. But I think when people talk about these sorts of um, practices, they think more mental, emotional exercises. And yes, that's definitely part of it. But don't forget about the physical aspect of grace and forgiveness. Don't forget to tune into your body and find out what your body needs in terms of self-care and love and support. And that will change depending on the day, depending on the mood and the situation. But don't just think about it and process it from a mental standpoint. Um, And yes, sitting with the feelings, so crucial, but it's not just about emotions, right? Really try to sense it in your body and think about, you know, don't forget that category when you're coming up with ways to show yourself grace. Your body is equally as important as your heart, your soul, your mind. And it's something I have to remind myself of daily. So I'm just throwing it out there thinking someone else out there needs to hear this. I know. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for bringing that up because it is, it is so important to remember the body. And I think it's something a lot of us forget about because those judgments that are coming up, they live in your body. You know, those those feelings, the beliefs, the stories behind it, they live in your body. And so when you're practicing those grace periods, when you're symbolizing all these things, like get into your body. Do you feel like you need to walk? Do you feel like you need to move your body in a yoga practice? Do you feel like you need to stretch or dance or move? Go and do that as part of your grace period, because when we move, it is a means of release. So when you feel like you need to walk and this judgment's coming up, that walking may support you in releasing the judgment itself. So absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing that up, Kristen. Oh yeah. It's insane. I mean, just writing my notes and thinking about this, 
as we were preparing for this podcast, I had periods where my heart was racing and my breathing picked up and was shallow. I'm like, what is going on? And I thought, oh, it's because this is a challenging concept for me. I'm not a master at giving myself grace either. You know, I have very similar challenges, Katie, to everything you were talking about in the beginning of our talk. So I'm like, there it is. There's that physical manifestation of just the resistance that lives within me that, you know, that these practices will help break down and eventually, you know, everything will be unblocked and it will flow. But yeah, it's just um, definitely, I think the physical aspects of all of this is uh, sorely underrated a lot of times. So <laughs> absolutely. I 100% agree. And, um, you know, listener, you heard Kristen, we struggle with grace and acceptance too, which is why we're talking about it today, because it is such an essential piece to creating that freedom, that fulfillment, that inspired life. And it is something that a lot of us are struggling with. So you are not alone. We are right there with you. And we are, you know, holding your hand as we all walk through this process together. And um, so we are encouraging you to take one of these practices or all of them and kind of bring them into your life. And we would love to hear what you are choosing to kind of do to practice grace and acceptance. So as you are doing this, jump on social media, tag us in a post or a story on Facebook or Instagram. You can see our tags below in the show notes um, because we would love to hear from you what you're doing for this grace and acceptance and perhaps support inspiring others in doing the same. So thank you for being here today, Kristen. Thank you for having me. As always, keep it real, friends. I look forward to hearing all of the wonderful stories about how you are pulling grace into your world and learning from, from your experiences. Me too. I look forward to hearing from you, listener. Thank you for being here. If you are enjoying the podcast, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And I would love to hear from you. Drop a review. Give us some feedback. What are you thinking about the podcast? How are you feeling? And um, I'll meet you back here next week.